Welcome to Absolute Cast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the WWDC 2020 that just happened a few days ago. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this episode, or or a lot to unpack from the WWDC. So what we're going to do is we're going to potentially break this episode up into two parts, um, and let's see how it goes. We're going to play it by ear, so you're going to hear it as we produce it as well. Uh, of course, let me introduce everybody. I'm TJ. I'm your host for this for the Absolute Cast. Uh, we have Udit, who is uh, pro Apple, I think, based on the background that he has over there. Right. <laughs> Hello, Android fanboys. How are you doing? And of course, we have uh, Nakul over here, who is the guy who edits these episodes and and does all the all the work required to make these episodes happen. So, hi, Nakul. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? We hey. just lost ten uh, listeners because of this comment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is this isn't going to be like a pro Apple or an anti Apple episode even though there is a third of of the screen being overcome here by <laughs> by Android. But uh, the idea over here is obviously uh we want to discuss everything that happened at WWDC. So let me start things off by talking about just the event in general. I mean obviously this is right. probably the most unique WWDC out of everything we've ever seen because there's always been a crowd it's always been a set stage it's never been yeah. a variable stage like the way they went about doing it and I think I think they did a phenomenal job in terms of production obviously it's a pre-recorded keynote and I don't know if I don't know how you guys were watching it so I was watching it on Safari and okay. I was on your on my MacBook lap- and I was MacBook, streaming okay. it I was streaming it onto Apple TV on on one of my TVs so I could watch it there um and as soon as the keynote ended mm-hmm. it was ready for a replay which hasn't oh, ever okay. happened before nice. so before what they would normally do is it would it would finish and then you'd have to wait i don't know an hour or something mm-hmm. uh before it used to be a day and then they slowly sort of brought the time shorter so mm-hmm. now it was just you're ready to repeat it which is which is an interesting thing i i think that's one of the benefits of having you know uh, a pre-recorded episode yeah. um right. which is cool Uh the other other thing I liked about it was I really liked the transition. Sometimes okay they can be a bit on the cheesier side, but I think overall they did a phenomenal job with the production quality taking you to for a tour around the Apple campus. Mm-hmm. Their massive, I don't know how much did they spend, a billion dollar campus, you know? So yeah. it's it's beautiful. I I think it was really nice. They showed these giant um what do you want to call rooms or or whatever you want to call them. Um and of course you did see the Apple stage as well. So it True, was yes. a good mix. You got to go down into the engineering labs and you got to go to the you know the UI labs and it was I think the production was phenomenal. I I still I mean I watched a few uh launches which were live uh and I've watched in the past a few which have been pre-recorded and nothing okay. has compared to this the production value of just yeah. this at this this mm-hmm. keynote. I think the latest one was when BMW I think they introduced a new model they did uh I saw a live video on Instagram okay and it was not that great I mean compared to that actually in in for the WWDC I was expecting everything to I I was expecting a live uh keynote actually yeah oh okay yeah Yeah but I didn't realize that they can always pre-record it and show yeah. it to us <laughs> yeah. yeah in fact to be honest even I was thinking of a live uh keynote hmm I don't know uh, Udit, what were your expectations No I don't think I was expecting a live would have been an recorded one Right okay so right after Apple's keynote uh the next day was Acer's keynote and Acer's keynote yes. was a live live, live one. one Did you watch yes. that Udit uh parts of it so the voting and stuff they did uh, live right Right so they did yes. some part they did the whole voting thing. actually voting wasn't live per se they okay. just put a last 1 minute countdown timer or live Okay, so okay. until you could have voted before that and then they did like a 1 minute okay, vote as well. Okay, okay. So what was cool about that was they had audience interaction so you could put in your questions in the first during the during the episode you could start asking questions um or rather during sorry the during the presentation while it's live you could ask questions and at the end they would uh answer or address a few questions. I think they only addressed two which was a bit sad but the idea of audience mm-hmm. participation was phenomenal. and i really liked their production as well they went across the stage and you know they had these different staging areas and yes, stuff yes 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 so they did a decent job with that as well uh but obviously you can't compare it to a pre-recorded one and maybe it would have been cool if they did it and had a yeah. way to like seamlessly merge offline and online somehow that would have been like 
mind blowing. But again, Apple's pre-recorded one. Very happy with it. Production value on point. Production value was great. I was expecting first that that there will be a live thing, and also somehow the developers will be engaged in the webinar, maybe uh, through remotely. But I was expecting something different. I mean, like you can always pre-record. You can invest as much money as you want on a video. Sure. But uh, I was hoping that they would push the envelope when it comes to presenting something live, remotely. So right. something well, like uh, Zoom. Uh, I mean FaceTime. May. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I think I think they've never done that in WWDC. They've never yeah. had audience participation ever. No developers come there. They right? come there, but they're not like part of participating. It. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. So. I don't. I, I don't see. Oh, okay. No, just for the keynote. cheers. Huh? Just for the cheers. Just for the cheers. Yeah. So yeah. that part. Uh, yeah, that was missing. Those people cheering. You know, after everything, of course, that of course was missing. That was that was yeah. missing. But I but I also felt like the pacing of the entire keynote was very fast. They didn't wait for a pause at all, yeah. and it was hard to keep up with at times. But it was it was like really like succinct in the way they presented the whole thing so they mm. oh, they compensated for the lack of the audience with uh, the speed with which they went and the transitions and things like that at least that's the way i i found it yeah. so even I, in initially tim cook uh, didn't even like show many graphs otherwise yeah. every time they're like 15 minutes of just graphs and <laughs> yeah. excel sheets i guess he over <laughs> he he compensated that with uh, with the black lives matter movement and yeah. you know talking about the pandemic and all the other things so i think mm-hmm. yeah There wasn't any showboating about their numbers. Yeah, uh, just that ninety-nine percent customer satisfaction. Only that, that, I yeah. think. That number. Which they do every year, I think. Oh, right? maybe yeah. they didn't have enough satisfied ones this time. But okay, let's give you the benefit <laughs> of doubt. <laughs> yeah. See. That, so you, that, if you're wondering who is that one person from a hundred, he's sitting with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we already, we obviously are going to get a few digs over here from Udit. <laughs> Let's brace ourselves. Maybe we want to give him a few minutes to just, you know, let it all out, and then we can start talking. No, no, no. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's do it in parts. Let's do it in parts. Okay. So, um, cool. Let's let's move into it then. Let's talk about um, obviously the first thing that they started with, which was iOS fourteen. Right. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Um, I know what what Udit is going to say and obviously not everything that has been shown is new. Uh I think Knuckle you you are also you're running the iOS 14 beta preview. Correct. Yesterday only I installed. So the and next you, the next day after the presentation, yeah. Right. And you are running it on a um iPhone 11, 11 Pro Max. 11 Pro Max. Yes. So I'm running it on the iPhone 10. So there mm. will be some differences and I and I already know of one. I don't know about many others, but I know of one difference. Okay. Um, okay. So let's let's get into it. Let's start with the obvious feature changes. So obviously they've started with the with the new app library, where yes. it's like a page dedicated to the list of all their apps, and they have two ways of doing it. Obviously, you have the you have the more drawer sort of uh, layout, where yeah. it's not not drawer, but rather the folder layout, where you have the different grouping that Apple has done on their side. and i don't think you can edit this as far as i understand you so can't you can't edit that grouping in the folder okay. in the folder view okay. um which is a bit sad uh, but uh but what's interesting is that if you click the search bar at the top you get the like a Full list. alphabetical list i was so, expecting okay. that if if we put our finger on the alphabets we can scroll down and up you but can. that doesn't work yeah, that works yeah it didn't it didn't work for me actually So if you just put your if you put your finger on a on an alphabet and move it up slightly, it, okay. it sort of goes around that. It's like how a, how a list and Apple works, anyways. Uh huh. Do you yeah. have different versions of the beta or something? No, I think there's no. only one version out right now for the beta. Okay. Um, but something I noticed was that the keyboard doesn't go away when you when you click on the app library search bar at the top. Yeah. the keyboard oh, okay. doesn't go away and you kind of you kind of like limited to i would say but, about two thirds of but the once screen. you start scrolling it still it's still there no it goes away oh you mean okay right oh fine fair enough but if you scroll like if you open it directly and you yeah. you scroll on the alphabets the keyboard doesn't mm-hmm. go away you have to scroll in the middle and then but it's fine like these are minor i think they're yeah. minor issues but i think 
the biggest uh, difference what I felt was with the app library. So once we are in the app library, we cannot delete an app. So yeah, any, yeah, yeah I have to go to the, onto the home and then or and go to settings it. and uh, delete. App. Right. Yeah, I accidentally deleted an app because I thought I was removing it from my home screen and putting it back. And I mean, I've not, I've not really worked mm -hmm. it out properly, but obviously there, there is a lot to be done here. So what do you have to say about this? So uh, I think it's at the end of all your screens, right? So at like the end scroll, of all the screens, yeah. So, okay, so you have to basically scroll maybe two or three times depending on how many screens you have. And then finally you reach all your apps or the apps drawer. Let's just call it that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but but you can but you can remove. They're calling it. They're calling it the app library. Yeah, but then again, that's folders mainly. The yeah. main, right. It's it's folders unless um, so unless you click on the little search bar at the top, it's then right. it becomes into like a a list alphabetical list. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, and also like uh, you can remove the number of pages that you want. So minimum you have to keep one, but you can remove the rest. So it will be easier for you to reach the app library. But then I really think you they had the folder options where you can reorganize stuff. I mean, let's say you have an app in uh, the entertainment folder, but you want it under the movies folder, or you want you know you want. No, I'm just I'm so trying I'll, that. For yeah, it. I'll give you an example of what I have an issue with right now. I'm on a test flight for an app called uh, what's the name? TV Time, I think it's called. Okay. TV time, yeah. So they 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 sent out a notification. Do you want to be a beta developer? So I was like a beta tester. I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, it's basically an app that lets you track what TV shows you're watching and what progress you're in them. Uh, that goes into a separate folder called Test Flight, which I find quite irritating. I want it to be under my entertainment folder, um, mm. but it's like one off, and it's because I'm a beta tester of that particular app. So okay. maybe. I, I guess I, I do agree with you with it that it would be nice if I could change this. Sure. But right now I don't see a way that you can actually change this. This is all this is controlled by Apple and it works. And also they, if you if you open uh, any folder and you try to move it, it goes to a page. It goes to the home page, yeah. yeah it goes to page. one of the pages, yeah. Hmm. You're absolutely right. And you've been using the beta for just about a day, right? Yeah, twenty four hours for me. Okay. And so you already like less. you know think that the folder one of the apps you're having a little bit of a problem. Maybe if you use it more, you might, of course, come across a few more such things. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, That's yeah. why it's beta. Yeah. So I've been using it only since, uh, I think, maybe 12 hours or something. Not 12 hours. Yeah, 12 hours. Uh, okay. And I think there are some omissions here and there, but I think for our first attempt, it's not bad. I mean, I'm not a fan of the app drawer in general. I realize I don't tend to like to use yeah. it. I tend to have I, I tend to have all my apps on a, on a home page, anyways, even on my Android. Um, okay. So I thought I would I would it would bother me, but to not have an app drawer, but it's never really bothered me, and I think I'm just used to it. And on the flip side, so the next feature, obviously, I want to talk about is the widgets because that's another big feature for Apple. Uh, it's something that's sort of been coming over time, and it's it's sort of they've been hinting at it being on the on the iPhone homepage, but for me as a, as a person who's been on Android as well as iOS, I don't use widgets on Android at all, which is except okay. for one widget, which is the, which is the weather and time widget. Okay. And sadly that's one widget, which isn't even there on the, on the iOS 14 beta. So wow. you have, you have a separate one for, I think weather, weather, and then you have a separate one for the calendar, but there's no real time widget that okay. I can see. So I find that to be a bit a bit of an oversight, uh, but I don't know. I don't really care for widgets in general. Yeah. <laughs> Even on Android, I used to keep the time and date, uh, time and weather, and um, music. music. Music widget. Okay. Yeah. And if I'm like, I'm in podcast. So anything yeah. to do with the right. multimedia. And also for Google Books. I'm like, I just listed five widgets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would use widgets for emails. By the way, that widget doesn't exist on iOS 14 as well. Hmm. So but what I thought widgets I, exist on iOS 14? So you have you have like the calendar, you have uh, your fitness, you have the weather. I think you have uh, podcasts is one. Okay. What else do we have here? We have notes, we have news, you have maps, photos, uh, batteries. Stocks, yeah. Mm. Stocks, okay. reminders. Yeah. There are a, a few, 
I wouldn't say it's that great, but at the end of the day, it's not, it's not a space that's only for Apple, right? The idea is that it's supposed to open up to developers, and obviously developers right. do have their, uh, their widgets already, but they're not ready for the iOS 14 style of widgets. So okay. I think once, once those kick in, things will start changing. But yeah, some native uh, widgets, which I feel were omitted, were the time and date one, a combined time and date widget. Um, right. Also, on my, I'm, I'm just looking at my Android now. I have the search bar which I realize I don't really use. I think it's just there for aesthetic reasons, but I don't use that search bar at all on Android because I find it completely useless for my the way I use my phone. Hmm. Uh, but that's something that's also not there. But then again, you swipe down and it's available, so it doesn't need to be there, but that's one omission, just that one widget. And the fact that there's no mail widget, which I find bizarre. Because, right. But yeah. then, then again, going back to my experience on Android, I thought I would use the mail widget all the time, like have my most important work email as a widget, I just never ended up using it. Okay. So even though I looked for it here, it wasn't there. It was a little bit like, I was like, okay, let me try that. But it wasn't there. So that's, I mean, that's my experience. I don't know if, if Knuckle has a different experience with it. For the, for the widgets, I think they're good that they're on uh, iOS ecosystem now, but they're not that great. I'm like how in Android it's so easy to resize the widgets and everything, but I think it's a it's a little cumbersome in iOS for now. Yeah, and, and but I yeah, I'm I am expecting uh, all the big app developers to come up with their widgets pretty soon. I'm like I mean, by fall. Do you have various options to resize? I mean, when you just add the widget, do you choose the size or can you resize it later or like how how is it on the iOS? So you do resize it. You have it depends on the type of widget. Not all widgets have all the sizes, but you have right. the square, so like a half size, a full okay. width, and a full like uh, full big square. So you have okay. a small square, okay. rectangular, and a big square. But I think square I think, by one or a two yeah. by two, something like that. Yeah, square so yeah, you could say like a, a two by two to a four by four by two to a four by four. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Think square is basically, I think, Apple Watch face. Exactly. Oh, yeah, actually, I never thought of that. Yeah. That actually makes sense. But if you think about Android with their widgets, this is actually how they started as well. So they started with, I think, two or three sizes available. And then, I don't know if, if native Android still supports the resizing, but I know uh, Samsung and Huawei and all support resizing of widgets and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think you can resize it after you have placed it on the home screen, but you can, while placing a new one, you can choose what size widget you want. No, so on my Huawei, if right. I press and I hold the widget, right, it gives me the option to now resize it. Oh, yeah, it, it does, it does. It yeah, does. So, so that's something, I, I think, I'm not sure, I think the um, the widgets over here don't allow you to do that. Okay. So if you tap and hold it, it'll just tell you you want to edit the homepage. And once you do, okay. you can only delete it or add another one. So you have to probably delete this one and then add another one with the bigger size or whatever it may be. Okay, okay. Um, but one one of the widgets which I find really nice is the Stacks widget, yeah. which, is, which is pretty cool, which I think that is the one that I'm probably gonna end up using the most. And it's, so Apple has the Stack widget by default, which, which they give you like a bunch of uh, different widgets that are stacked together in a rectangular format. Um, okay. I think you can also make it a square format if I'm not mistaken, but that's what they've given you. And you can change what are stacked. So you can create okay. a stack by yourself by just dragging one on top of the other. Or okay, you can okay. go into the existing stack and then remove or reorder and things like that. So, I mean, for me... That's yeah, I think just the... to show that, so this is the this is one of the stack. So if okay. I just... I can... Oh, okay, scrolling. So, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So yeah. that way is good. And, and let me add to that then. So when you, when you tap and hold it, you get like the list of all the various things that are stacked. Hmm. And then you can oh, okay. you can even reorder them. Okay, cool. And then if you wanna if you wanna swipe on it, then you can delete them. De delete it. Yeah. Okay. So for me, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't put my notes in a stack. I I don't understand why why I would do that. And my photos also I don't tend to do it because I don't use my phone as much for photos mm -hmm. anymore. I used to, but I don't anymore. So I'll okay. probably end up using it more for weather, calendar, news, and and maybe podcasts. Right. So Apple also had the widgets in the notification or the today they used to call it, right? It's still there. It's, it's still there. there. Yeah. It's still there. Okay. And I mean, okay. the existing, the older apps, the older app developers, they're all there. So 
one thing that I I visually saw. I don't know, you know, Nakul, if you notice this, the Apple widgets which can be put on the homepage. They're a little narrower than okay. the older right. widgets. So if you scroll down, go to the home screen and scroll down a bit till you reach the end. I think the last one will be the stock or the clock app, the clock widget or something. And if you go further below that, so I have, for example, I have Google Assistant. So you can see the difference. This is the end of Apple's widgets. And then this is the widget. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can, can see, see that it the now. width is a little more. Oh, so yeah, okay. I, I guess that's now. one visual way you can differentiate between something that's on only the home and something that's right. available on um, the home screen. But I think well, e so. eventually, eventually the like Google Assistant or in my case, I have a holiday camera app as a widget. So they'll eventually, I think they, yeah, no, they, yeah. they'll they'll re they'll I mean like uh, they'll resize everything to match the widget. Yeah, actually, it might Apple, happen. Yeah. It might yeah. happen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's interesting. I mean, I know it's it's not a new feature, which I know that is itching to say. <laughs> but I, I mean, for it's me, new the, for Apple. it's new for Apple. Yeah, it's new. I for think Apple. my favorite implementation of, I want to say widgets, but actually, it's not really widgets. But my favorite implementation has by far still been uh, Windows. Windows? Windows. Windows used to have the homepage which had tiles. Okay, yeah, tiles. tiles. Yeah. And, I, and I absolutely loved it. The, the problem with tiles was that they were not uh, really interactive. You couldn't interact with elements right. of it. Hmm. But I remember I was developing a game for, for Windows. And the level of customization that I did with the tiles was amazing. Like I would show your full summary of the game on the tile. Like okay. we, it was a... It was a uh, like a Tamagotchi sort of inspired game and you would have water and hunger and health and mm -hmm. I would show that and the and the little characters of face and the name all on a tile and it was like a small little square and it was beautiful like it was fun as a developer to take that on as a challenge and really mess with it uh, but I think like Android style is obviously more advanced than that uh, yeah. <laughs> iOS's tiles are uh, uh, sorry widgets are obviously more advanced than that um, I think iOS is catching up. This is their oh, first yes, implementation it of this. <laughs> yeah, it's catching up, which is interesting. It's a bold move, I think, because it is a copy. It is very much a copy. Right. So they've they've given it their Apple twist with a little with a little stacked view, which I think is fine. Yeah. Okay. Next feature, which Next. I like, is yeah, PIP. Picture and picture, picture. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that will work on only uh, browsers, but it works on Netflix as well. Okay, yeah. I didn't try I didn't... Netflix, yeah. but I tried. I tried the YouTube on Safari. Mm -hmm. and but it doesn't. Okay, YouTube it works. it works. Yeah, it works. Not so on you YouTube. Yeah, you maximize the video, and then you just swipe up, and it's it's a okay. picture. Okay, I didn't maximize. Oh wow, that, it that's nice. It's really nice. So I was I I was just just to try it out. I I opened uh, a video on YouTube. And then in the middle, I realized I wanted to send someone a message and I naturally just swiped up and okay. the video continued, yeah. which in the wow. past would have, would have stopped playing. But this was, it was like a fun, I was like, holy shit, I've been missing this feature and I didn't even know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it just worked. It just worked, which was amazing. Though I had a crash right after that because obviously this is beta software, mm -hmm. but right. it was funny that once the video finished, like it ended, I think... Maybe picture picture has a bug where it doesn't close properly, but my okay. phone crashed and then it sort of re refreshed. So oh, that was okay. a funny that was a funny crash that I experienced. But I I was thoroughly I was, I didn't even know I want I I honestly I never cared for picture in picture. My phone screen is already so small that I'm like, why would I want to do this? But in a scenario where I actually happen to just need it without realizing right. it, it, it saved my ass. So I, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. So it's like having YouTube Premium without paying for premium but not on the youtube app oh ah, so no, you were on safari YouTube. i was on safari yes okay so not okay. on the youtube app so i tried it on the youtube app and it just yeah, minimizes it, it. okay so, so i tried it works only for videos right you can't have another part of another app showing as a picture in picture no no, no. no. so not like how samsung does multitasking i don't know if android right. does that natively um yeah it introduced um Picture in picture, I think in one of the updates, I don't remember but, which but one. Right did now. they do picture in picture for apps? Um, 
picture-in-picture picture for apps, I'm not 100% sure. I think in, in so in my phone is a little older, obviously, because it's not updated to the latest version, but I can only do split screen. Okay, I can't so, do picture in picture in mine, but I, I can do split screen. So now I have like the whole, I have, I have a screen that, that shows like I've got my text messages on the top, but I can actually right. scroll around with the rest of the phone sort of on the, at the bottom screen. And right. yeah, you can resize this to whatever size mm. you want, yeah, which yeah, is right, something right. you can't do yet on, um, on an iOS. iPhone, but I've yeah. never really used this feature. I can tell you that I've, I think I've yeah. only used it by mistake. Or now right. to demo it to you. That's right, it. right, right. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Even I have used that feature very less. I mean, not that much. Yeah. Multiple apps, you know, split screen, very less. Not so yeah. much. But I do see the appeal of video picture in picture. And I know, I, I yes. think Android yeah. did it way, way before. Yes, 2017 uh, in Oreo. <laughs> okay, actually, let's take a step back. When did, when did uh, Android introduce widgets? Uh, the day so started. I was trying to uh, look that up. There was one answer by someone saying it was 2009. So, but but then I'm not sure. It was not like a proper verified. I couldn't find that. Maybe it's it's been there forever since then. As far as I remember, the first Android had a form of widgets. I think. Yeah, I remember since I'm using Android, been about nine years, I think. So mm. it's always been there. Yeah, because I remember that, okay, it may not have been open to developers, but I remember there being widgets. And that was like one of the only reason why I was considering Android at the time. And I was like, okay, maybe I should not get iOS because I do want that email widget, which uh, after having used iOS and Android, I realized I don't really need. So it was like kind uh, of a mood, mood point for me. But okay. that was that was the, and that was like way back. I think that was when I when I was getting my first, uh, iPhone, which was the 5S or 5. I was looking at it at the 5 at the time okay. when the iPhone 5 came out. Mm -hmm. But then I took so long to decide the iPhone 5S <laughs> came out and I got that instead. So uh, Yours was the uh, first iPhone was a 5S? My first iPhone was mm. a... Mine was 4. I No, actually, you know what? I think I, I got a hand-me-down 4S. Okay, because mine was the 5S when I used to be an Apple fanboy. Yeah. So I, yes. I remember having the 4S um, okay. and I had that for a while. So this isn't mine, but this is my my special lady friend's uh, iPhone 4S. Okay. So I'll show that I'll show that to you. It, it, was, she has it looks it look cute. She has this <laughs> yeah, it's it's really tiny. So she, has, she has this little case on it. Uh, which is which is where that's at, but I mean I have the I have the iPhone five here as well somewhere if I can find it. We can come back to it while I find while you, while I search. Oh, okay. I okay. found that squarish design. Yeah. It, whenever I see that phone, it reminds me of the app Cytoramic. Yes, it does too for me. <laughs> that app still exists, by the way. It does. Okay. Yeah. It's Sorry, guys. I'll be the, back. The, the idea has been changed, but. But it definitely exists. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Oh no. Oh, that's not the one. That's like a. That's an iPhone that's all fallen apart. So ignore that. Okay. Yeah, we should probably never air this episode Riku. ever again because this is. What are we doing here? Mute. Okay, I don't know where that is, but forget about it. Uh, but yeah, that's my favorite phone from Apple. Is, I mean, in, in terms of design, it's the 4 onwards, so the 4 to the 6. Not counting the 6, so the 4, 4S, 5, 5S. Uh, yeah. I like the 5 because it was a little bigger than the 4. Um, I think that was really cool, but the, the the weight of the 5 was obviously much lighter, which made it... It's, it's, if, you, if you hold it now, it feels like a toy, which is really <laughs> bizarre. Sure. Right. Uh, but the design, that squarish design... Absolutely. I mean, it's still, to me, is so good looking compared to the phones that we have out right now in the market. I think that's still the best looking phone. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Cycloramic, they do something else. Now. I think they do VR or AR or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So picture in picture, yeah, I agree. It's a great, it's a great feature. I think uh, for our videos, I think it's a perfect minimal use case. I think that's the perfect case for it. I don't know if for a, on an iPad, I know they have the little app screens that pop up and stuff like that, but I don't think it really matters on iOS. I think video is as much as they need to use it for. Right. So I remember on my Samsung, I could use three apps at a time. 
So there was a split screen and there was a mm -hmm. app pop up or something they used to call it. So basically, I I could use three at a time. That was on on a note, right? Yes, on a note. And I think the note screen is about the same size as the Pro Max. Uh, yes, I think so. I don't remember the exact size, but, but yeah. Roughly, I think yeah, it's roughly, about yeah. the same. So you, yes. on a Pro Max, you could do that. You could have, it would be, I don't know, if, do you think you would ever use something like that? Apple? No, frankly, no. I didn't use. Uh, no. 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 Even like, you didn't use it, right? It was just yeah, like no. a flexing thing. You would, you would do it to flex, like that's about it. But yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Can you do this? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Very few times, I mean, I, I would be, let's say, watching a video and doing something else, hmm. but very few times yeah i think for me also i i very rarely watch videos on my phone anyways because i have tvs and and bigger screens around <laughs> me at pretty much like you know stones throw away i've got another big screen so why would i watch it on a tiny screen but in right. those scenarios like i was i was over at someone's house over the weekend and everybody disappeared like somebody was doing something somebody was cooking someone was getting ready so i was alone for about half an hour and i okay I had nothing to do. I came there to spend time with everybody. Everybody disappeared. So I started watching video on my phone. And that is literally, right. the, the, that's like the first time I used my phone to watch videos in, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks. So it's a very rare situation. But I do like, like I said, today morning while I was testing it, it was nice that in the middle I wanted to message somebody and just worked. It was perfect. Oh. Right. I think another, another cool feature that they've feature that they've done is the compact, the compactness of certain elements of the iOS, uh, of the OS. So for example, the calling and the Siri pop-ups are no longer uh, like yes. full yes. screen. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. so that's interesting. I, yeah. I think the Siri one, I don't care for at all. Same. As it is, you can't use the, the I mean, you can see the back of your, uh, be, like the, the screen on top of which Siri is shown, but you can't interact with it. So for me, that's kind uh, okay. of okay. pointless. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works on Android. I think on Android, you can still interact with your phone while um, Google No, Assistant. I don't think you can interact. No? It takes up about one-third of the screen, almost half of the screen, even if you bring up Google Assistant. And then if you directly do any task, then it takes the full screen. Right. So that's kind of pointless mm -hmm. as well. Right. So, but in, <clears throat> with the call notification, what I noticed that uh, you can pick up call from that small notification banner at the top. Yeah. But And there is a button if you want to. Uh, turn the speaker on but as soon as you press the speaker it goes to the full view right but you can always come out of the full view yeah but yeah but why if there is a button of full speaker then just oh just so like, wait hold on so if you answer the call once i answer but once it's on the notification shade as yeah. a normal call hmm. it stays there it stays there but there's a speaker button as well. So once right. I press that, it'll go to a full view. Which actually, it should be the other way around. Yeah. If you think about it, because when you're on speaker, then you can use your phone. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Yeah. Strange. I, I didn't, I, I mean, I tried calling my phone and I looked at it, but I didn't test it to that level hmm. yet. So, okay. Interesting insight. This and used to happen on the Mac, right? When for handoff, Mac wouldn't take the full screen, doesn't take the full screen for a call, obviously. I'm guessing. No, 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 it doesn't. It, just has a it has a little it has a little pop-up on the top right corner okay. and it shows you like the waveform of uh, the call which is kind of it's cool <laughs> but it's it's a gimmick it doesn't you don't really need it it looks cool right, right, uh, right. but uh, yeah it does that that's all you, it does and even text okay. messages they show up and then you can and then you can just reply right in line or you can open up the messaging app and, and do it that way okay. so that's obviously there so this was a feature of the Android lollipop from 2014 yeah the compact pulse yeah uh, but honestly i never really i never really felt like i needed it that often even though there have been times when i'm working on something and then i'm just about to do something and a call comes in and right. i've i've canceled the call just because that's where i was about to press something yes true, so that true, has true. happened but then right. on the flip side, that has also happened with notifications where I was about to press something on the top of my phone and then a notification pops up and my email opens instead. Oh, and I'm okay. like, what the hell is this? This is not what I wanted <laughs> to do. You know? uh, but I mean, these are like small issues. They never really bothered me. But mm. hey, I'm really happy with this. I think it's a great feature. I think Android did a, did a good job with adding that earlier on. I think it's, it's something that's good to have. You know, in right. a modern operating system. So, yeah. In, in fact, I was just looking up and there were also third-party apps which could uh, mimic the same feature before Lollipop. 
Oh, just okay. when maybe it was announced, maybe a few months before that, when, uh-huh. before people actually got it, they could still download an app and do a compact uh, view of the incoming call. Yeah, that is definitely an advantage of Android over iOS. Yeah. That if, yes. if the OS itself doesn't do it, you can right. find another app and it's easier to root the device and all that kind of stuff. True. But true. there's a there's a trade-off of privacy and security with that. And I mean, it depends on... It's a personal preference. Some people don't care about that much as mm-hmm. much. I tend to not care that much about um, uh, like a device tracking me per se. But I do... I don't want apps that can potentially spy on everything like i don't want my emails or my private messages to be to be uh, tracked for whatever yeah. reason you know i don't want i don't want something i tell my wife that oh let's get socks or something and now all my ads are on socks i don't that that's a bit that's a bit extreme and i don't want that to happen just because it's it's annoying i don't want to yes. be influenced yeah. all the time but, but then again now in android since i think two years or since the android 9 update or 8 you can choose what permissions to give for the app i mean earlier you had to give all permissions it was either accept all or no but now you right. can choose what permissions to give but it's not only that i think apple uh, sorry android has also added the um secured or verified by android feature where they scan through the app and they ensure that it's a safe app and and it gets that little check mark that it's it's been scanned and verified by android by google for your apps that level of security is what i was talking about and android has brought that but you okay. with android you get the option of obviously like uh, cool. potentially not yeah. uh you know overcoming that and using rooted apps and apps with, with any kind of permission so you get in in that in that way i think the modern android has a bit of both and you can choose right. to be on the yes. caution side or you can choose to live true, on the wild true, side true. and do whatever the hell you want. Yes, so. true. Yeah, I think, I think it's fine. I think that's fine. Yeah. So there is one feature I wanted to talk about that I discovered in accessibility. Okay. So that's, let me... Is that the double tap? Yes. You <laughs> so, already figured? So, so like if, if, I, if I double tap... I can I can choose whatever I want. So right now for double tap, I've opened control center. And if I triple tap, it'll open the notifications. And it works with the case as well. That's awesome. Right. So I okay. guess that's a gyroscopic thing. And what really pisses me off about that feature, it's <laughs> not there for the iPhone 10. It's not there? No. Oh. Wait, so where did you double tap? Just on the back. The on the back of yeah, your phone. The you just double tap it. Okay. And based on the... Wow. Yeah, so it's like it's like for me, it's it's Apple's innovation, how Google implemented the force press on the screen. Right. You know, so okay. they they detect the level of flatness from your finger. Right. And that sort of that's how you can determine if it's a force press without adding an extra layer of actual pressure sensitivity, which right. Google implemented. I think it's a phenomenal idea. And now Apple's implemented a double tap without having any touch sensitivity on the back, which that's honestly, nice. that's really good. Yeah, it's good. But why the hell don't I have it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why it's in all the way in accessibility and all. But still, it uses, I'm sure it just uses gyroscopes at, of some level and it's not there. What could be the reason? Uh, I don't know. So that's that's one of the features which I was telling you that iPhone 10 has and an iPhone 11 Pro doesn't have. So what what's the problem that you're facing with it? What's the issue that you're having? The issue that I'm having is if I keep it on my table, depending on how I keep it, if it bounces like once or twice, oh. <laughs> the respective <laughs> thing will open. <laughs> that's interesting. Can you bang your phone thrice like really hard and no? Uh, <laughs> even even if even if I just place it. He's trying. He's trying to make you destroy your phone. Oh, okay. But I have a cover. <laughs> he has it okay. covered. Yeah, I have it covered. I got that. <laughs> but uh, but but the, is there any limitations to what you can use with the double tap and triple tap? No. So okay, wait. Uh, I'll tell you what all feature. What all I can do if I. Go I'm asking you because touch. I know of a workaround limitations on the double tap and triple tap feature. So with the, with the double tap, it also works with triple tap. I can do app switcher, home, lock screen, mute, notification center, reachability, screenshot. Ah, screenshot is good. I mean, but it'll take 
thousand screenshots in a day. No, I don't want that. <laughs> Shake. And uh, every time you keep your phone down, it takes a screenshot. Yeah. And then there's a shake, uh, Siri, spotlight, volume up, volume down. Right. So shake. you don't have, you don't have, what is fake? What do you mean fake? Shake. Shake. No. Shake. shake. Well, I think to change music, uh, that no, Apple. No, shake to undo and things like that. So you can choose oh. what shake you can get a workaround with that by using shortcuts. Siri. Siri shortcuts, exactly. Siri shortcuts, so yeah. you can run a specific Siri shortcut and then when you double tap, it'll run that shortcut and open whatever, Google Assistant, your camera, yeah. I don't know, send a message to your wife, oh, oh I, I tapped that, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'll have to message, she just left. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. <laughs> but yeah. So if, if you just program it to, let's, let's say, message your wife, I love you. So every time you keep your phone down, knuckle, it and that, that's yeah. That's smart. That's, that's smart. Very smart. Or just like, yeah. or just like, every time you put it down, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry for being there in your life. And you have a fight with your wife or girlfriend, so you just like bang your phone. I don't want to talk to her. Like, sorry. Oh damn! I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, uh, from the when you spoke about tapping on the back, I just remembered some of the Android phones, uh, they obviously don't have this feature, but then uh, phones which have the fingerprint uh, scanner at the back, you can scroll on those yes. and they yeah. bring up the notification panel, something like that. So, yeah. that's there. Yeah. And that... uh, while you're also talking about shortcuts, you know, tapping them to, you know, you can't uh, open apps and stuff, that's what you said, right? By tapping. No, not, natively, not right you have now. To use but yeah, Siri shortcuts to do it. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, some phones, Android phones, uh, you could tap on the on the screen when it's off, and to bring up certain apps. Which yeah, and or even you can cool, do the gestures yeah. like a V yeah. or yeah. O, M, and all that. Yeah. Those are cool. Those are cool. I remember using the, for the most part, I would use it to open a camera or to open the flashlight. Right. Those are like the two most common shortcuts that I would use. Yes, yes. Uh, but I like the idea of the fingerprint sensor doing things. Like, I think if you make the fingerprint sensor a little bigger. Bigger, yeah. And then you can make it into like a trackpad, you know? Yes, of course. So, of course. so yeah. a big example of that would be BlackBerry's uh, keyboard, how they made it into like a trackpad. Right. Which was amazing as a concept. But, I mean, they had the fingerprint on the on the space bar space at that bar. point. but. But the, but the whole trackpad was was like a you could make it into a mouse scroller, which I thought was phenomenal and it worked mm -hmm. beautifully. So I think if if phones started using a bigger trackpad at the back, because the phone has a lot of space there, right? I'm sure they can implement it even with uh, wireless charging. But if they do that and make it into a trackpad and you can like scroll around, that would be kind of cool. It would be a nice feature to have. Definitely true. Cool. So let's move on to uh, what I think is um, I, I'm not really that excited about this feature because over here we don't use uh, messages but messages has got a bunch of updates um, and I know Udit's going to say something but I want I want to ask you this the the comments that you're going to make are they for an app built by Android as in Google? No. In fact that's what I was thinking I mean there are so many apps that I don't need to have from Google as long as I have an app which does that so yeah. I don't need an app by Google which, sure. which can do that Sure. So for me, messages has met WhatsApp now. That's what right. it's done for me. But I would still not use messages because everybody's on WhatsApp. True. Of course. And yeah, WhatsApp course. is is agnostic to what phone you're using and what operating system you're using. So exactly. True. So a lot of these like pin conversations, great. Group photos, great. Uh, mentions, amazing. Inline replies, phenomenal. Those four things already exist on WhatsApp. Sure, Apple has done a much better implementation of pin chats. I really like the little chat bubbles on the top and yeah. it's it's better than WhatsApp because WhatsApp's lists, like the top three become, it, it's sort of like, now those are stuck and it mm -hmm. takes up a big chunk of your top part, but these become chat bubbles, so it takes up less space. Okay, okay, okay. So I like that. And I even like, like if, if someone messages you who's pinned, the little chat bubble shows above their icon with yeah. the message. Okay. Beautiful implementation. Okay. Visually speaking, absolutely stunning. Uh, but I still think I won't end up using it. I mean, I have two people yeah. on, on iMessage that I chat with. 
and and one is my wife and one is knuckle like and and knuckle was only to test and my wife i don't talk to her on that at all <laughs> i have her pinned on whatsapp and that's what that's what i do this is also for a podcast of the messaging apps where knuckle and i had just one friend one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. so now knuckle can pin now knuckle can pin the one person on his yeah. messages app in, in yeah. fact this uh, tagging feature was there in telegram much before whatsapp yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Telegram has been pretty much on the forefront for new features and a lot of implementations, and even their desktop app is phenomenal, which I think WhatsApp yeah. is hinting towards doing soon. Sorry, mm-hmm. WhatsApp I think is going uh, cloud, okay. going uh, to the cloud. I have a it? feeling there I was some rumor doubt. about it. I highly doubt. There was some rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but there was definitely a rumor about it very recently. I think a week or something ago. Okay. Uh, wait, like we'll have to wait and see what happens, but yeah. it would be amazing if that that could happen i mean one of the things about whatsapp is that uh, uh, inter platform you know moving from ios to android or vice versa you Pain. you can't get your messages you can yes. it's but it's a it's i mean it's there's no not for a normal way. person there's yeah. a lot of work around and stuff a lot like of that. work around yeah, yeah. It's, so and it's, it's, it's on cloud then wow that would be superb yeah and but i've think, done the switch yeah. back and forth okay mm-hmm. and it was such a pain in the ass and i think i lost not lost but the connection of my photos went away so in the uh, in the whatsapp yeah. chat it would always show like a right. a image icon rather than the image itself a uh, thumbnail a thumbnail yeah like a, right, a broken right, thumbnail right. like it like the any click yeah, at the yeah, image yeah, doesn't I, work I get it, I get it, I so get it. that was like the biggest problem when i moved back and i did lose a few messages because obviously from the time you're done and the time you move there is going to be a lag and you know those messages yes. are all lost so true, true, true. that was a bit annoying yeah. but i think overall Yeah, I can't wait for it to go to the cloud. I I'm that's like I would love to be able to work with other phones on a regular basis like keep testing them and make them my daily driver. But right. I can't do that because primarily my WhatsApp is my mode of com- communication with everybody. So mm-hmm. True. So I think there is one feature which I want in every messaging app which is there in uh, WhatsApp is uh, when you hand, have an chat I have a chat open, you can just swipe on a message to reply. Yeah. that feature i don't know yeah. why it's it's not on slack it's not on me- i message or messages so on slack oh yeah on slack it's really irritating actually so how, how that's why i don't re- on i messages What's you have to long press long press long and press then reply yeah so in slack it's not a reply ever it's a thread so yeah so but it's a i mean like okay in line in line replies it's not a chat it's not a casual chat mm-hmm. so their idea is that in a in a chat screen you put out topics and then you start a thread for that topic yeah. and then you discuss all of that in there so but you can reply sort of by doing a forward in slack which is the most okay. bizarre way to do it but if you forward the message within the okay. same chat uh it'll show up like the message will show up and then your comment will show up which is it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but that's one way to do it and it's not it's not like what you're saying you can't swipe and just use it okay right. uh, and yeah like you're saying i just tried it out i didn't think of trying that but yeah it doesn't have that Telegram, it happens, of course. Yeah. Telegram yeah, that feature should be in every. Also, in, every uh, in yeah. iMessages, I, while I was just reading through the uh, WWDC updates, so so it shows it as a thread, is it? When you reply to a message. Yeah, it sort of shows it like a thread, and so usually uh, it looks. There's really a feature good. of just viewing that particular thread if you want to. Uh, as far as I know, no. Let me try it. Okay, because in in WhatsApp it doesn't necessarily show it as a thread per se. You can just see one message to which you have replied. So it actually so if you so oh, for okay. example here, like yeah. you have the little reply. This is the message, and I replied right. to it, even okay. though the actual message is somewhere up here. Right. And it says that one reply on it, but my right. message came. I I did it a little lower, so you can see the original message sort of grayed out here. But okay. if I click on it, it sort of focuses. on just that particular yeah. thread. Yeah. So right? now I'm on that thread. It's really right. nice. This so, yes. this implementation is very nice. This feature I think was really nice design wise what yeah. Apple has done to see mm-hmm. that thread. And I think another little bit is that uh, for a group if if there are multiple uh, icons of like people, uh, the ones who are the most active, it uh, makes those icons bigger, right? Yeah, that's what I read. I that's the idea. I yeah, it, I mean, I've not tried. I've not tried group chats. Maybe Knuckle and I can try it, and then we can see. Yeah. But we've not. I've not tried that. Right. Okay. We can get so, few other people. Yeah, um, we can try. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to really like. Yeah, almost find. all my friends are on uh, 
iPhone except for one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have I have <laughs> the only one who had on Telegram, right? That is that yeah. one? <laughs> so I do have a few people on i on iPhone, but nobody uses messages. Right. Yeah. So I have a feeling that it's going to be a tough sell to to test it with them, but yeah, I don't mind I don't mind trying that out. Cool. So let's uh, let's move on to maps. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is the most pointless update because <laughs> that's actually exactly what I was going to ask. How much of it works in Dubai? You know, like I don't think any of it works. No. Because it's so the features are cycling directions, right. EV routing, uh, and guides. So I don't know about guides, but the other two are are based off of turn by turn, which by itself doesn't work in UV. Right. Yeah. Of course. So it's one of the things that upsets me the most about iOS because, okay, somebody, I was having a conversation about this with somebody on Twitter and they said that it's got to do with licensing. Okay. I don't, I, personally, I don't understand what map licensing has got to do with turn by turn because they already have, obviously they have the licenses to show UAE maps. Right. I don't know what kind of next license that you would need to show turn by turn, <laughs> but how can someone like Google Maps or even here by Nokia have it? And smaller right. map com- map providers have it, and a company that's what one point something trillion dollar <laughs> cannot have that license. I don't understand that, and it's not a justification for me. I think um, I, I I'm ready to accept that it's a licensing problem, but why can't they get that license? Why can't they spend some time and get worldwide navigation before they add cycling directions, before they add EV routing? Why don't they spend some time on that? It's a big it's a big problem for me because. I'm paying a premium for an iPhone over here and I get less features from from theirs. But I mean, and I think what really pisses me off over and above that is that I can't change the map app, which I don't know if I still can because I know that you can change the browser and the mail app, mail app. but you can't yes. change the map app. The other two work. The other two yeah. work 100% here. So I'm managing with those two without making them the, the not the default app. But here, if I want to get to Google Maps, I have to first open it in Apple Maps and then open it in Google Maps, which is yeah. such a bizarre oh. user experience because so, I can't navigate. So let's say I, I send you a location on WhatsApp. Yeah. It opens only in Apple Maps by default? So it opens uh, an Apple Map sort of modal pop-up type of thing. And then okay. it shows you a little icon which you have to click and then it it tells you which map do you really want to open it on or okay, navigate okay, on. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Which, which so for that reason, I have, I have uns- uninstalled the maps from my phone, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. I had done that as well, and then something broke, and it didn't work, so I had to reinstall it so that at okay. least I would, I would be able to eventually get to uh, Google Maps because at the hmm. end of the day, you the biggest feature of maps is turn-by-turn directions. I don't think cycle directions is more important <laughs> than turn-by-turn directions. I don't think EV routing is more important than turn-by-turn directions. You know why? Because yes. EV cars give you that feature. Yeah, true. You can't mm. tell me that your only way to find a charging point is through your map application map. <laughs> when your car tells you where to go. Exactly. So this is something that I genuinely... I'm, I'm, it's, I'm seething about it because still... I don't know when. When did they introduce maps? It's still not come here. Yeah, it's too long. It's too long of a time. You remember when they launched uh, Apple Maps? Oh my god! So like Google Maps were not available on iPhones then. For yeah, one year, yeah, for, that's for right. one year, that's yeah. Right. That was horrible. Like that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So that what would iPhone users do then? They were using Apple Maps only, they and would, the next year, next year, a, then. <laughs> they would run around and walk into a into a pier, like walk off the pier. <laughs> yeah. I haven't tried guides. I don't know, Knuckle. Have you tried guides? Does it work for us? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so like, I feel like I didn't I didn't care about maps. So in the notes, also I wrote, "Too bad it's not here." That's it. Yeah, right. I didn't because write anything else. <laughs> what the hell? Like it's ridiculous. So guides are by a particular brand, a brand's recommendations, right, for places. I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's like I think yeah. it's like uh, Google Trips. Apple Maps uh, no, editors. Google Trips, uh, people do like individuals, but these are like verified brands who make a list of Where? things to do. So, okay. so from the keynote, I remember they mentioned that you can create your own guide. Okay. Okay, but here on the website, they say Apple Map editors have worked with trusted brands and partners to offer guides for great places right. around the world to each shop and explore. So right. you can save guides and they automatically update when new places are added. 
So I don't know if that means that you can save those guides or can you create okay. your own guides because it doesn't say anything on the website about creating your own guide. You can create your own guides. Okay. I'm, I did that just right now. I created a guide named Dubai. Okay. So I'll just wait for it to like generate results. So, oh, so you so can't you add stuff? created it per se. You, you've just made the name Dubai and it's going to add by itself what it thinks are good places yeah. to see in Dubai. I'm mean, like, you, you have to search for a location. Okay, let's try okay. it out. Let's try it out. Yeah. And maybe we can discuss it in the next episode because I myself have mm -hmm. not tried it. Okay. okay. Um, I think let's move on because maps is a sore subject anyways. I think there was another feature in maps, though I don't think you'll have here, is the Speed camera. Oh, you're, you're Apple fanboys. You don't know about this feature, is it? No, uh, because we can't we, we can't use Apple Maps at all. So what's the oh, point? Damn. Speed what's camera. There's that. Ways. Ways. Of course. I mean, yeah. Ways. Of course. Yeah. We, I mean, this episode is all about features which existed in other apps, other phones, other OSs, and Apple just fought them. Yeah. Come on. That's I yeah, think. I think no. I think. But okay. I think that's not fair. <laughs> I think we should we should focus on the features that are available in other operating systems by default without adding an extra app onto them. I think that's a fair comparison, but on the next level, like how we're comparing messages to WhatsApp, I think that's a fair comparison as a secondary discussion. Well, I do get your point that it's a fair comparison OS to OS, but again, as a consumer, uh, I feel that as far as I can do that, it doesn't matter if I get it from my OS or from an app or from my phone. I agree, okay, but so. Waze is not not Android specific. Yeah, of course. Of so course, I could have, sure. I could be, I've been doing it on my iPhone for a while, you right, know, even with right. WhatsApp. So right, like it's, yeah, it, that's why I'm I'm not upset that they've waited for so long because I've been able to manage. Right. What upsets me is that something like Apple Maps, where it's a feature that is been given so much importance and so much weightage, I can't use because it just doesn't work here by default. At least messages works. So if right. I wanted to use it, if I had the motivation, because I used to use messages all the time. It was a, it was literally a chat that I used to use with one person and that was it. But I used to use it okay. all the time for that because I could use it on my computer easily before web WhatsApp. But then when WhatsApp right. web came out, that was the end of that, right. you know? So right. it depends. Like now, that, so that's still a feature that exists. It's good to have and I can still use it if I want to. But with Apple Maps, I can't. Even if I wanted to, I can't. True. Because Apple Maps is amazing. It looks phenomenal. Far better in terms of UI than Google Maps. But I just can't use it, which is <laughs> just dumb. And okay, so let's let's you, quickly move on because we're, uh, we're You wanna take it take the rest in the second part? Oh, so you're you wanna sign off? Okay, yeah, I think yeah. I think we don't have much to discuss. Uh, I think only Siri. If you have any do you have any comments on Siri? No. See, okay, so nothing. then, so then, um, I think let's say goodbye to Knuckle because he needs to have. Just off. wanted. To, I'll I'll just finish off with iOS. The two uh, features that I really like is CarPlay that they've added uh, wallpapers. Actually, That's a very um, small thing. Since we're talking about Siri yeah. and Maps, there was one thing that you know I tweeted about which relates to Siri and Maps is that you can share your ETA when you just tell Siri share my ETA with so and so, and it wasn't uh, something I discovered until I saw this update from Apple that I can also do it in Android. Huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I never, I mean, uh, well, obviously I don't sh share my ETA, like, hey, I will be there in 47 minutes or whatever. Usually I, I don't, I wouldn't do that through Maps, but then yeah, in Maps, if you say, okay, Google, and then say, share my ETA with so-and-so, it will. Okay, now when I just said, okay, Google, my phone obviously <laughs> woke up and... <laughs> I think even, even it works on Google Maps for iOS, but I don't think you can use Siri for that. So you have to use, I think you have to send it by a message or whatever. Yeah. Or through WhatsApp. Of, or of course, I can imagine. Yeah. All right. So I I tell you what. Let's let's end the episode now. Okay. And let's let's take it on uh, to the next episode. Obviously, this is not going to be a two part. It's probably going to be a three or four part uh, four series. <laughs> so we'll we'll get we'll catch up again on episode two, which we will be recording later today itself. Yes. Uh, right. So so yeah, let's sign off for now. Um, okay. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode. So, uh, Knuckle, if you want to sign off. Yeah. So this was our. Uh, like take on iOS I would say and uh, we'll uh, we'll continue this in the later episode so okay Udit if you want to say anything okay we'll just uh, see more features that Apple has just brought in now 
<laughs> right. So obviously, obviously, this was not our complete take on iOS 14. Uh, we're gonna just there's just a couple of things left, so we'll catch up on that in the next episode, yes. and we'll try yeah. to try to discuss iPad OS as well and all the other features. So let's let's catch up on the next episode, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Bye bye.